Thanks for engaging with the Open Life Talks where we believe that true life and peace of mind comes through a growing relationship with Jesus. This is our More Than Enough series where we really truly believe that we can go past just knowing Jesus, but we can really grow into the love that he has for us in a deeper and better way. And so we hope that you are encouraged and challenged by this series. And so here is today's talk. We've been... Uh hanging out in a series called More Than Enough here for a few weeks. Uh, this is number four week, and we've been looking at, at the book of Ephesians. I'm going to steal this iPad here. We've been looking at Ephesians 3, 14 through 21, and it says, When I think of all this, I fall on my knees and pray to the Father the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious and limited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through the spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And, and may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ though it is too great to fully understand. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now, all glory to God. That's where we're camping today, right? Now, all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. That's us in the end of that prayer. Throughout all generations, we get to give glory to God. And I'm so excited we could set aside a day to do that. We didn't want to just share that we're supposed to give glory to God. We wanted to make space to give glory to God. So the worship team will be back out in just a second. But I wanted to uh, look at just a little bit about what this is, this worship thing, and what we're doing when we're setting aside our devotion to kind of praise God and get outside of a comfort zone. I mean, where else do you sing to songs, right? Church is a little weird that way. Maybe your weird meter is already going, ning, 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 you know, when you walk through, because you're like, why are there words on a screen? And I'm being encouraged to sing. And what's this with lift your hands? what's going on, right? And uh, we'll do it in a concert and not think it's weird. Like we'll be screaming, yeah! But then you come to church and you're like, I'm refined today. I'm going to be here and just enjoy the music. But no, it's like we can uh, go crazy and it's instinctive kind of in worship. It's an instinctive thing as we'll read here in a moment from a moment in the life with Peter. Uh, the more we dwell on the attributes of God, I mean, we just sung some pretty incredible things. You know, we've, we've uh, just really dwelling on the fact that we were created by God, that we're worshiping the, the creator, and these incredible words we're singing, or at least, least reading on the screen while the band's playing. And that leads us to a place of confidence of who we are in the eyes of God. And that gives us a position to ultimately ask for more than we might think or imagine, as this passage leads us to do. So God loves it when we experience moments that open our eyes to how great he is. He loves it when we experience them in worship. He loves it when we experience it through serving and loving people. And they just kind of jolts their reality and they go, what? Like, okay, so 
You love everybody? And they become astonished, right? There's a moment in the scripture um, where, where we see the power of having awe in God. And it's the disciples. And we've been sharing a story every week about the, the disciples and their reality shifting moments in the presence of Jesus that kind of Ephesians 3 is unpacking a little bit the truth behind it. And uh, one of those moments is after Jesus has come, he's resurrected, and he ascends into heaven. Right before then, he tells the disciples to pray, and he says, man, wait here, you pray. The Holy Spirit will come, give you power to share the gospel to the ends of the earth. And, uh, you know, he kind of says, you'll share it here, you'll share it there, you'll share it everywhere. And, and the disciples stay, and they pray, and they pray, and they pray, and the Holy Spirit comes on them. They're filled with power. Thousands of people make a decision to follow Jesus. Why? Because... They were hearing the disciples speak in languages that were not their own, their own languages. They were hearing them praying in their own native tongue, and they were just confused. And the disciples are like, this is the Holy Spirit. God loves you. You need to repent and follow Jesus. And then they scatter out. The disciples, like, go out. And that's where we find in Acts 3 this story of Peter and John going for another day of prayer. And this is how it reads. It says, Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service, right? How many could get off work for that one, get here in time? One, six, seven wouldn't be blocked. You'd get back in time to, to come to the three o'clock prayer service when the, when the students leave the high school. We just ran it right after high school. It'd be incredible. Okay, never mind. Moving on, verse two. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. And when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. And Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, look at us. And the lame man looked at them eagerly expecting money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand, helped him up, and as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. Then, walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. That's unreal. Like, no physical therapy necessary, right? It's just like, he hasn't walked since birth, and he rises up. Verse 9 says, all the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. When they realized he was the lame beggar they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. When's the last time you've been absolutely astounded at what God could do? You've been absolutely astounded. Interesting thing is, I don't know this moment would happen in our world today. It'd be a little bit politically incorrect, wouldn't it? To say to somebody since birth that you wanted to change the way they were born in the name of Jesus. You'd be a little leery, probably, unless you really heard God. They, you would say to somebody, man, the way you were born, I'm going to... I'm going to have you stand up and walk now. I know you haven't done that since you were born. But when God speaks to you and you feel that nudge, Peter stepped out in this incredible 
moment that is beyond what I would ask or imagine. And he had that relationship with Jesus. Remember, he walked on water with Jesus. He says to Jesus, he says to this guy, stand up and walk. Before the guy was healed, he's helping him up. And, and the guy not only gets up, but he gets up. And he's jumping. And he's leaping. And he's praising God so loud, everybody heard him. They're just like, that's the guy. Like, that is the guy that we see every, every time we come here. And he's, I've given that guy money. Was he not really... Was he, was he not really born like that? Has he just been faking? You know, you're going to have that crowd too, right? No, he was divinely healed. And he's jumping and leaping and praising God. Peter and John were freshly full of the presence of God. Because Jesus had just challenged them, stay here, pray, worship God, focus on God, and then go out. And when they went out, they were so full of faith. They were so full of their awareness of what God could do that he could do unimaginably more than we ask or imagine. They had given him so much glory, they were just ready. And they looked at that guy and said, it's your turn to walk. Not only did he walk, he ran, he jumped. He praised God, went through miraculous rehabilitation services. <laughs> it's unreal. I look at this and I just go, what a beautiful name it is. Because how did that guy jump up and leap and praise God? What did Peter and John give him? The name of Jesus. What did we just sing? What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, our King. What did the people say? What a powerful name it is. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, our King. These aren't just songs to sing to kind of feel good and kind of loosen us up so that we can hear the Bible every Sunday. We're declaring something that makes a difference in how the community gets to experience Jesus. They're astounded. They're in awe of what Jesus can do. That's our call as followers of Jesus. It says in Psalm 40, verse 3, He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see that he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. Today we set aside the rest of the service to worship together, be led in communion in a few moments, and have a time to pray for those who have need. But the cool thing is today is we get to do what this text says, give glory to God. And what is promised in his scripture is that through us setting aside time to give glory to God, people around us in the community, they're going to trust in God. We've got to develop that relationship with Jesus so that we can develop a relationship with each other. I'm excited to give him glory. He deserves glory. He does incredible things in and through our lives. And today we get to just set aside our time, look at words on the screen, sing them, divide, you know, like just take that undivided devotion to the Lord and worship him. That's what we get to do today. Get to live a life that would go out from here and love everybody, all people, and give them a chance to be in awe, astounded, and put their trust in God. I'm going to pray, and the worship team's going to come back in here. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity we have to set aside a day to worship you. And yeah, man, there's, 
these disciples like Peter had these moments where they went above and beyond what we would maybe even feel comfortable saying to somebody. And that only comes out of a relationship with you that is so in tune with the moments you have for us. May we be able to set aside the remainder of this time to unite ourselves with you and your heart. So when we go out from here, our hearts are so aligned that we can allow people to be astounded again by the name of Jesus. Allow people to be in awe again of how much God loves them. Allow people again to glorify you with everything they have. Thank you for the time we have. Use it in each of our hearts exactly where we need it. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks once again for listening or watching to today's talk, either through the Open Life Church app or through iTunes. You know, at any time you can fill out a connect card. If you're listening on the app or watching on the app, you just click the button below the video screen. But if you're listening on iTunes, you can fill out a connect card by going to bit.ly slash olconnect, all lowercase, and fill out a connect card there. And we would just love to connect with you and pray about any prayer requests that you write down on there if you so choose. Once again, we want to thank you for connecting with us. Have a wonderful day, an incredible week, and we'll see you around again soon.